TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. No, I didn't suggest it. I thought we agreed it fit. The squealing of the pig. I thought you brought it up insultingly and offensively. No, that was a positive gesture. How how do you figure? You don't like pigs? I mean, I I do like pigs, Mm -hmm. but I don't know of a positive way to call somebody a pig. Uh, let's see. Like, yeah, you're awesome because you provide ham. I don't understand mm, what you're... There you go. Okay. What's up, bacon? <laughs> What's shaking, bacon? I've been to the gym a lot recently. I think I've trimmed up a little bit. Look at you. You have been working out. Yeah. yeah Got a little, little bump there. A little bit. A little bit. How often are you going to the gym? Uh, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Sitting up straight, better posture, hide the... Look at... Boy. Uh, you just stop looking at me. I feel like a mm-hmm. I see you getting excited fitness there. model. I see your, your, your nipples are showing through your shirt, man. That's I, a constant I, problem for me. Yeah, I have that issue as well, too. Yeah, I'm not wrong with that. How do I fix mm. that? The problem is that it's I know I not the mine. firmest of pecs associated <laughs> with those nipples, so the whole thing is not really the prettiest vision. So there you go, mm. America. You're welcome. That's how you want to wake up on a Friday. Okay, seriously, stop leering at me. This is how the white women that work here feel. Wait, lean back. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, little piggy. Oh, got a pretty mouth. So huh? there's John Gruden, who, as you know, remains pretty mouth too. off an NFL sideline in the booth on Monday Night Football. But in a long sit-down conversation with Pewter, PewterReport.com. Pewter's everywhere. PewterReport.com. Pewter. They do a very good job covering Tampa Bay Buccaneer football, oh, that's what hence the conversation oh, with John Gruden. Okay. Uh, Didn't they report something else earlier? Oh, it was the same story. Uh, yes, the same story. Marco uh, mentioned it. Marco Peter. mentioned it. Now Peter. we're expanding on it. Peter, I can't even say it. Because John Gruden has said he wants to coach again, that he's not doing all of this crazy tape watching at 4 in the morning in his office in that strip mall in Florida for nothing. Um, that he's kind of always in preparation he's staying mode ready. to coach again. Staying ready. And has admitted that he's, you know, a couple of times in a couple of off-seasons, he's talked to teams about particular jobs. Yeah. And every time that's happened, I've always heard that as much as he wants to coach again, he really likes not coaching again. Yeah. Because, and people have mentioned more than once John Madden. He 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 thinks or he wants to be John Madden-esque with a brand and merchandise and games and the voice of football without ever having to win or lose any games. And that seems to outweigh his desire to coach, but this is as honest and open as he's been about it, so maybe the itch is really uh, is really strong this time. Well, he's been engaging in these conversations, and I'm sure it has to be difficult uh, considering you win a, a Super Bowl and you've been, you've, you've been the head of a, a, a football program, but the stress of that, yeah, he may still wake up at 4.35 in the morning to watch tape, but he can go back to band as soon as he's done watching yeah. that tape. He doesn't go have to stay there at the facility and direct and organize a a, a, a practice and meetings and, and meet with staff and things uh, of that nature. Uh, and, and he's got it so good now. He's built 
a brand, uh, Future Fire Coaches of America, FFCA. <laughs> he's built that brand. Gruden's quarterback camp, he's built right. another brand. I mean, he's got it good right now. You're still making NFL-type money uh, in in his current capacity. So why mess with that? Why? Why? I wouldn't. I understand the pull of coaching because that's what, what you've done. That's what really has gotten you to this point. But you're still close to the game. Uh, apparently, he likes the people he works with. I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't either. But I also understand sometimes there's just there's just the need to get back out. And, there. and why has he passed on all these gigs he's had conversations about? Because uh, there've been some pretty good ones, college ones, and and the NFL gigs what's been the deciding factor in saying no well, I, I think it's the fact that he has a good life right now yeah, he's got a he's got a really good life i can't stress that enough but i understand too again the desire to get to get back out there but i also feel and it's it's interesting that this is news today uh because well you get me replacing geo for a day uh craig carton the co-host of the very popular boomer and carton show here on wfn in new york he's out today uh and boomer gets bill cower where sometimes Craig gets Governor Christie, you end up getting stuck with me. I'll take you over the ladder. Sure. But, yeah. I mean, I didn't What's win. What's your point? But, well, that's a high-profile fill-in, Coach Cower, And he's a guy that yeah. had went through these same kind of questions. And right. do you want to – and he's never, ever, ever gone back. And he's taken a couple of meetings and thought about things. But um, more openly than Gruden right now, I said, I just I, – I like this life. You got life. the Super Bowl. What else do you need to – Fulfill on the resume. You you have that elusive Super Bowl, and Coach Cowher has a couple of them. Am I correct? Then he went two, or he just won one with the Steelers. I thought he won two. Uh, he won two. Am I correct? Okay, just one. Well, he he won. All right. So you you, you fulfill that dream of, of winning a Super Bowl as the coach. What else do you need to prove? And in Coach Cowher's situation, in Gruden's situation, you're still close to the game. And now you actually really truly have an off season. You don't have the stress and, and the arrows being uh, directed it, it, towards you uh, as you would as the, the head coach. So uh, this is good, man. This this is a good situation, a good place to be where I get to stay close and intimate with a profession I love, a game I love. But yet I don't have all the other things that are associated with it, especially. Uh, the, the, the controversy and angst and, and criticism that uh, abounds uh, when you sit in that particular chair. You want to fire a head coach and give Gruden his job? No. Like just for fun? You want to go around the NFL and see you should get no. the No. Head you know? no. I don't like firing people. Come on. Who wants to play that game? Should you replace Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati? No. I just said I'm not going to engage in that game, and you went there anyway, firing people. Yeah. Uh, Why you want to fire people? Why you want to fire Marvin? Mm-hmm. He's got players crying. Well, they weren't crying over They're him. Over Mike Brown. Over Mike Brown. How yeah. about that? Adam Pacman Jones. This is interesting. Some of his comments while he gets emotional. Uh, can we play that cut, Jack Alone? Is that all right with you? You got that? Let, let's hear from Adam Pacman Jones. Words can't explain. Um, I can't explain. Uh, I'm just dear from my heart that I have somebody that understands me as a person. And um, it's not quick to judge, you know, so it's always good. Like I said before, the respect and, and the, the the love that I have for Mr. Brown is, is undeniable. Um, 
words can express the gratitude of how I feel about them. <laughs> and words, words can express the gratitude I feel about berating a police officer. Yeah. And, you and, see this crazy old guy? Cousin out players on the field and officials. And no one's ever stood up for me. Like, he had, really? No one? Jerry Jones didn't? <laughs> the least that Jerry Jones went to have your ass on the roster? When you were in real trouble. Yeah. No one stood up for you? And no one understands you. They put, uh. up, they put up with you. They <laughs> yeah. don't understand you. Yeah. I don't understand your crazy head. Come on. Yeah. He understands me. No, he doesn't. He understands you crazy and you need some help. And so he's trying to provide some help. But Jerry Jones was there for him. Rolled out the red carpet. Had him on that fishing trip with, with uh, Deion Sanders. And, and, and lucky he didn't get the Fredo treatment. Didn't he hire someone to walk yes, around with Pac-Man yes. and make sure he didn't do something ridiculously right. dumb again? Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, had that, him a, a babysitter. I didn't even think of Jerry. All of my re- response was just to Mike Brown. That really what Pac-Man is saying is, do you see the thing I got going here where mm-hmm. I just keep doing dumb stuff and this guy keeps giving right. me money? And he, I'm glad he recognized and he that. fire me. Finally, it was uh, Bob Costas recently said, and it seems as though the Bengals are a halfway house for miscreants. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> well, yeah, they, do, they do give players second and, and third chances. Uh, but uh, for Pac-Man to sit here and, and get all emotional about this, let's see if he straightens out and, and, and stays out of uh, off of police blotters, yeah. And let's thing, see uh, things of that nature. Since he's now uh, well aware of the opportunities that have been afforded him by Mr. Brown, the respect, the respect he respects me. Uh, uh, he he knows who I am and gets me really. Probably telling all his little grandbaby, don't y'all dare grow up and be like Adam Pacman. <laughs> I know I'm paying him millions of dollars, but don't be like him. Mm-mm. But Grandpa. He's, he works for you, and you pay a lot of money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't, don't be don't, like don't, him. Don't, don't. But, and, and don't believe that uh, statement that I understand him. I don't understand a damn thing he's doing. <laughs> I don't get it. There's no rhyme or reason for him acting the way he does. Uh, so uh, the Baltimore Ravens have not had a good 36 hours of training camp, basically. The most significant story is Joe Flacco's back injury. We'll get to that, but we've got to mention John Urschel uh, at 26 before their first practice calling up uh, John Harbaugh is saying, I'm retiring, coach, and leaving. And apparently it's about, at least partially, the study that came out this week that out of, was it 112 former players' mm-hmm. brains, 111 of them had showed signs of CTE. Um, and John had literally in January told HBO's Real Sports that he was completely aware of all of the dangers in the NFL but was still going. And he's sustained a couple of concussions. Yes. He yeah. talked about that on that piece in, in Real Sports. And you're talking about an extremely bright young man. Intelligence doesn't uh, begin to describe uh, the, the brain on this cat. Uh, I mean, he, he booked numbers, don't need pencil nor paper. Uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, and, and so he, he's working in, in, on a graduate degree, I believe, right now at, at MIT. He's a, a, an applied mathematics doctoral candidate yeah. at MIT. Yeah, yeah. I, I had one of those, yeah, but I, de- I didn't take it. I declined it. No, I don't need that. That's too much. Yeah. I got enough on my plate. Thank leave you. it for somebody that, else? Yeah, let, let, leave that for somebody it's else. very man. generous of you. Yeah, it, well, you know. You're right. We don't say it enough. Yeah. We don't give you enough credit for being the human that you are. Thank you. I get yeah, I'm compassionate. You are. I save it for the lesser mo- folks l- amongst us, like Urschel yeah. here. He needs that more than I do. But uh, the guy is a mathematical genius. 
and and he's decided and he leaned on that that study that recently came out and said uh, with, with those numbers, uh, I think it's a good time to to hang it up and and good luck to him. But you know, here's a guy that has other things he can do. Uh, he's not got. He's a guy that hasn't paid lip service to Plan B like a lot of us have, <laughs> and some still do. I put me in that number, uh, and, and and so the fact that he has this to fall back on, and and this is a passion of his, just like football was. This is something he's very passionate about. Uh, the, the the having the wherewithal to to make this huge decision to leave a game that's been good to him and say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to concentrate solely uh, in this arena uh, from henceforth. Uh, kudos to him for for making that decision, and and I'm sure it was excruciating. But here's um, he, guys I heard someone say this guy could change the world. I mean, that's how bright he is. Yeah, this is um, is it, this is not you know some of this kind of warm, cuddly. Oh, here's a smart NFL player story. I mean, this guy is a rock star in this in this field. Um, so yeah, he probably can make a better contribution to society doing this than playing. Um, in the NFL, and it was scary to hear him say in that piece how when he had a concussion, he was knocked out cold, I think it was the 2015 season. He said, you know, he felt better from a football perspective sooner than he did from his, like, educational standpoint. It took him longer to get back his ability to, right. like, visualize these right. math concepts. I mean, that's just scary, scary stuff. But uh, it's really, obviously, bad timing for the Ravens which I just think is worth pointing out, not in any way to, to criticize his decision, but at some point it becomes about football for them, and there's a guy who they thought was going to be in the mix on their line, that on the eve of practice now they need to replace as they're figuring out what Joe Flacco's future is. He's going to apparently get a week off, and then hopefully that's it for a disc issue in his back. As I was walking out of here yesterday, John Harbaugh was saying, yeah, I've, I've talked all summer with Colin Kaepernick, and you know we're considering that as an option. And then they go and sign, and reportedly, uh, a man that meet, that needs no intro or every introduction. Uh, <laughs> David Olson, Drew Olson, Derek Olson, whatever his name is. Um, I just read to you that on top of you know playing for the Casey Phantoms of the Champions Indoor Football League, uh, he had one point in his football life taken three months off to sell real estate in San Francisco, <laughs> then triumphantly returned. You know, everyone will remember this to be MVP of the Champions League title game. There you go. Right. Um, right. For, a, for the Wichita somethings. Mm-hmm. That's their real name, the Wichita somethings. Uh, this is a young man who played behind and exclusively behind Andrew Luck. Yeah, at Stanford, then transferred to Clemson. Uh, Josh Nunez yeah. and Kevin Hogan couldn't yeah. get on the field. <laughs> yeah, goes to Clemson. And, uh, and so John Harbaugh is aware of him through his brother, Jim Harbaugh, just like he is uh, with, with Kaepernick. And so they signed him because they don't believe Flacco's going to be out that long. And yes. so they didn't need a long-term solution. And if you bring in Colin uh, Kaepernick, uh, this is a long-term solution. And so th- this makes sense uh, somewhat because uh, here's a guy that come in and, and fill a roster spot. And duh, uh, in case you didn't know it, sometimes you're just a piece of meat in training camp. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I get it. It's easy to take this as, oh, they, again, another team not signing Kaepernick. No. And you know that I, I want Kaepernick to have a chance to be in the NFL again. Uh, but I, I'm going to read this for now as good news for Flacco's injury, that they just want right. Jules to throw footballs for 8 to 10 days and there then cut go. him, and you're not going to do that with Colin Kaepernick. Nope. Uh, what we're going to do next is talk baseball. The trade deadline is on Monday. Dan O'Dowd, former Rockies GM, is now the MLB Network 
resident general manager. He will join us after a Marco Belletti update, which comes your way right after this on CBS Sports Radio. The Road Ahead is brought to you by Advanced Auto Parts. This weekend's race is at Pocono Raceway, the Overton's 400. Give it to me! Jackalow, what are you doing? Give me my music! Boy! Oh, you... He's got to find it. Follow. We've discussed this. He's supposed this. to be ready. Pete hides it. Oh, my goodness. And can play it only when Pete wants to play it. There it is. The hell is that? A dump truck? That's the trailer. Talking about racing! It gives me a helicopter and a dump truck. Wow, how about I hit you with a helicopter blade and then put you in a dump truck? Okay, that's the trailer. Well, I'm just going to have to do this with no feeling because I didn't get my requisite music. Helicopter bringing the driver to the track. Segment. Pocono Raceway. Start your As you know, America, one of my least favorite raceways, mm-hmm. but does have the distinct three turns, the famous tunnel turn. You have to navigate those three boys, so that makes your setup for the race a little difficult. Uh, but my favorites for this race are Dale Jr. How about that? Dale Earnhardt Jr. Martin Truex Jr. Mm-hmm. He's going to be less a couple of crew members. Yeah. They what got a story sad. that is. Yeah, that, that, that's Oof. true. And uh, Matt Kenseth, my man from Wisconsin. Thank you for not having my race music available, you little old young mile follower. Tiny little thing. Yeah. Get back in his pocket. Advanced Auto Parts introduces speed perks. Spend $100 and get $20 off your next qualified purchase. No cards to carry, no points to keep track of, no nonsense. Tell him to get back in his pocket. <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> a little mini me. What's a little mini me? Hmm? All right, Jim O'Dowd, Dan O'Dowd, Dave O'Dowd, whatever his name is, he's in just a second. Here's Marco Bellino. Marco Bertelio. <laughs> Marco Vitello, he's all so right. tall. New York talk all fast. Marco Vitello, your update. Slow it down so I can understand what the hell you're saying, okay? I'm from Texas. We talk slow. <laughs> we good now? This we is good. your update yeah. on I, I, CBS. I, I, I want to know more Radio. about that tunnel turn at some point. Oh, I no, know, no, you don't. I want to know why. triangle. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to know about the More left turn. turns. Yeah. Uh, lots of homers in the bigs. Nationals put a hurting on the Brewers. 15-2. They had eight of them leave the yard. 19 hits. Five homers in the third inning alone, four straight. Both of those tie a major league record. Bryce Harper, Ryan Zimmerman, e- Zimmerman each went <laughs> this deep twice. Not been a batter five minutes for radio. <laughs> what did he eat? <laughs> Zimmerman. All right, Milwaukee has dropped nine of eleven, so the Cubs uh, taking advantage. High fly ball, deep right field. If it's fair, it's long gone. And get out the tape measure, long gone. Kyle Schwarber's second home run of the game. And the Cubs lead it 6-2. to two. That one may have some moon dust on it when they pick up that ball. How did mm. we know we were going to do the moon? All right. Kyle mm. Schwarber hit two, knocked in five, Cubs 6-3 over the White Sox. They've won three straight, 11 of 13, move a, ha- a game and a half in front of the Brewers in the Central. Pat Hughes, that call on the Cubs radio network. Diamondbacks blank the Cardinals 4-zip. J.D. Martinez, a grand slam. Blue Jays walked off on the A's 8-4-10. That was the back of a Steve Pierce grand slam, and the Indians remain hot. The pitch to Lindor. Swung in, ripped to right field. That's a base hit. That'll break the tie. Rounding third, heading for home. Brandon Geyer scampering to third. 
Eric Gonzalez. Lindor, the go-ahead RBI, tribe up their win streak to seven, slipped by the Angels 2-1. That's Tom Hamilton, the call, Indians Radio Network. Rest of scores, Padres took out the Mets 7-5. Marlins handled the Reds 4-1. Yankees rallied by the Ace, uh, the Rays 6-5-11. Brett Gardner, the walk-off. Bombers have won four straight. Will he or won't he? That's John Gruden, an article on Pewter Report. Let it be known, he still has the urge to coach again, leaving open the door. That never-ending debate, Super Bowl winner. If he'll roam the sidelines again, he hasn't coached since the 2008 season. Le'Veon Bell, no show at Steelers camp. Yet to sign that franchise tender at $12.1 million. Ravens went to the Champions Indoor League to find a quarterback. They came to terms with David Olsen. Most recently, the Kansas City Phantoms provides another arm as Joe Flacco battling a back injury. And NBA Warriors brought back JaVale McGee on a one-year deal. Marco, thank you very much. Thank you, Marco. Brian's going to leave in like 20 minutes, so he'll say goodbye to you now. Marco, better love. That's how he talks. Fast. It's not that fast. It is. It's not fast to you. You're from around these parts. It's fast to me. No. Marco, that, that, that's fine. Dog. I was gonna say, don't let the don't let Bogus put the hate on me. That's all. No, oh, I got don't, your don't, back, right, dog. You right. know, but I, I gotta watch I, out with Fredo. I don't let exactly. I don't let anyone put the hate on you. Well, who's our other boy? You know, with the pants up to here. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. Remember, the intern? Yeah, I don't no, remember his no, name. No, no, no. The character we we, <laughs> we called him off uh, Godfather. Uh no, I can't Hyman, remember. Hyman uh, Roth. Hyman Roth. Yeah, yeah, Hyman Roth. yeah. The intern wore his pants all the way up to his neck like Hyman Roth. Yeah, yeah. Give me a small. So at least piece you're not Hyman cake. Roth, bogus. You're just Fredo. You're someone involved in the family. You're just not yeah. that right. bright. We don't know if we can hates. trust you. We well, just that don't hate. dumb brother. Just yeah. who tra- who's a traitor. Well, yeah, Fredo. Really? That's what I am to you. Mm. I mean, sometimes he's, he's smart. Not like everybody says, like dumb. I, oh, I keep smart? all the secrets. <laughs> oh, this dude is very smart. I keep all the secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Have a second here. Maybe just sneak in a phone call waiting on Dan O'Dowd. Longtime former Rockies general manager, now MLB Network's resident GM, will join us here uh, with a trade deadline on Monday, and as always, there are big names available for a long time. Uh, we weren't exactly sure who was going to buy, who was going to sell, because there are so many teams, especially in the American League, within striking distance right. uh, of the wild card. But Everyone's least, buying, so yeah. how can you make any traction? Uh, and obviously, everybody also kind of needs the same things, so you end up with only guys, one or two guys like Sonny Gray, Everybody wants a piece of him. The Yankees here in New York have been very much linked to Sonny Gray by himself or in a package deal, maybe with Yonder Alonso coming over to play first base for the Yankees at one point. Uh, but the last thing I saw there last night was that they had reached an impasse because the A's uh, have asked for either Clint Frazier or Glaber Torres. Oh, and, no, 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 no. And then the guys, the Yankees, would be comfortable dealing to get Sonny Gray. And the Yankees have told everybody about mm-hmm. everybody that Frazier and nope. Torres are not available. Nope, nope. And it's Frazier. I, I like him. And there's a big uh, conversation that's uh, occurring once Aaron Hicks comes off the, the, the DAL. And Aaron Hicks has played pretty damn well this year for the Yankees. The, uh, the conversation is whether or not Clint Frazier will be sent back down. And the answer has been yes. But the way this young man has played since he's been brought up, hitting over 300, uh, he, he hits and comes up with hits in big moments. Uh, you love his hustle, uh, the way he runs the base. He's got a ton of speed, so he's been a breath of fresh air and haven't missed a beat uh, with him being uh, placed in the lineup. So uh, yeah, they, the, the Yankees going to have some uh, some really uh, in, in critical decisions to make. 
with, with Frazier, but there's no way in hell that they're going to uh, uh, put him, include him in a package to bring in uh, Sonny Gray or any other pitcher. That, that was an odd comment uh, that probably did not escape New York, but Brian Cashman said two days ago that once Hicks is healthy, mm-hmm. Frazier will go back down. Yeah. But Hicks is not going to be healthy for two weeks. He's just going to start a rehab assignment next week and then work his way back through that. It was to say that so um, definitively with with no deadline looming was an odd thing to say, and we'll see what happens, obviously, between um, now and then. And and you have Starling Castro's out. They brought up Tyler Wade, uh, who who has not uh, fared as well as as Frazier and others uh, who have come up from Scranton. Uh, So, you know, if Castro comes back, Wade would go down. Maybe that uh, will help out in this situation. But you're going to expand the rosters at the end of August. So you send the kid, Frazier, down for for two weeks and then, of course, immediately bring him back up. You know, does that hurt his his growth and uh, and consistency that he has displayed thus far? Uh, Who knows? But, uh, you know, these guys get paid to make these huge decisions. But I'm sure it's going to be a delicate one. And and that's not lost on the Yankees and and Cashman and Girardi. And maybe I'm overthinking this. The last time I was in for Geo, we had Jeff Lunau, the Astros GM, on. And I asked him this question directly. And it still applies to his team. It applies to the Dodgers, who are 12 games clear in the NL West. The Astros, it just doesn't make sense. They're 17 games ahead of Seattle in the AOS, and it's still only July. Yeah. You know, that's the remarkable thing about the Dodgers, too, being 40 games over 500. The last time they were that, it was the end of the 74 season. So they had you know 162 games mm. to get to 40 over. They did it in just in 102 games this year to get to 40 over. I mean, what they've done so far has been ridiculous. And they've and, dealt with major injuries. Correa, of course, is out. Keiko's been out yeah. for a while now. And the you know the Astros have they've got Keiko coming back tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had Morton come back recently. Colin McHugh's coming back, I think, tomorrow. So they're getting kind of the cliche trade deadline acquisitions via guys getting right, healthy. Right. Right. But my point with them is you know that things are going so well, and obviously nobody's perfect. So you want to make a couple of moves, but do you run the risk of making a move that somehow just upsets the the apple cart, so to speak, here by putting somebody on the team that maybe ends up not fitting and somehow messing this up. Well, there there is a, a risk of that. But you also, if you're a player that comes over to a team, you're, you're on a team that is not in the mix, not in the running to make the playoffs, and you come over to a team that is – not just in the in the mix to make the playoffs, but they are leading uh, everybody in the major leagues. Uh, are right there with the Dodgers uh, with the best record in the major leagues, and and that infuses you with some energy and and, and confidence, and 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 in turn that can do the same for the club. Although they've been rolling right along without you, now you just come in and try not to upset the apple cart just come in and 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 do go about your business and 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 slowly ingratiate yourself uh, into this uh new environment 855-212-4cbs 855-212-4227 certainly grab a line tell us what you think your team should do here before monday's uh trade deadline justin verlander is another guy that i wanted to ask dan or doubt about uh because you know, Verlander, some of his numbers make sense and point you to him being worth a move. Uh, but then just the end results have been inconsistent for him, you know, going back over more than a season now in Detroit. Uh, and he's not obviously a young man anymore. So I'm, I'm wondering how many teams are lining up to give the Tigers anything of significance 
for Justin How Berlin. much money's left on that deal as well? Yeah, that's a good question, which I don't know the answer to immediately off the top of my head. So that, that's always uh, a detriment as well. Uh, and, and I would throw, you know, you Darvish, we were talking about yeah. him earlier in the week, being in, 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 in the uh, possibly being moved, and, and but off the strength or lack thereof of his, his uh, most recent outing, how much does that hurt his chances uh, of going elsewhere? Yeah, Verlander signed for a long time. He's he's 34 this year, uh, and he's got three more years at 28, 28, and 22. So that's a lot of cash. A lot of cash. Which obviously brings down his price. So is he almost lot. $80 million left on that deal? Uh, yeah. 28 and 28 is 56, plus 22 is, yeah, $78 million. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And, and, you know, I, I think he would still be a coveted piece, but you want to incur that type of uh, contract yeah. You know, not too many clubs would be open to doing that. 855-212-4227. But here's the, the rub. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you, no, but I will do. anyway. Okay, you want us to take on this contract. Uh, you're trying to get your, your books in order. Uh, we're not giving you much back in return. Exactly. So that may be a viable deal for a team like the Yankees or another big market team. We're going to take a break right now. Hopefully, we come back. Former Rockies GM, current MLB Network analyst Dan O'Dowd will join us. Appreciate you calling him Derek and and all I those ca- other you know different what? names. I called him Jim O'Dowd, and I couldn't think of why. Mm-hmm. And it's because Jim Dowd is a former hockey player. Uh, I think that's where that brain well he didn't like mess it. up came you, from. You, 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 it's possible. Disparage the man. You know, it would be cool if both of our guests were listeners to the show. Like Phil Savage was listening to Nick Saban yesterday because yeah. he likes the show. And it would be cool if, if Dan O'Dow was listening. He was listening. You and heard me mess up his name and said, you know what, I'm not calling these guys. No, he, he said, I'll wait till Gio comes back. Or Bill Cower. Or maybe next time Chris Moore's here by himself. No? No. 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 That'd be even worse. Whether or not Dan O'Dowd joins us here in just a second, the greatest story ever told will be told to you as well before Gio and Jones is done on CBS Sports Radio. Here he is, MLB Network's Mm -hmm. resident general manager, Dan O'Dowd. Dan, it is Andrew and Brian. Good morning. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well. So, Dan, um, a, a general, I guess, trade deadline question just to kick this off. In your mind, experience-wise, is there a better um, time to make a deal this weekend? Do you want to do one now-ish so you can get something done, or do you wait until Monday and run the risk of maybe a deal not being there at the end and having to settle for something? No, guys, I think it's changed. You know, 10 to 15 years ago, the deadline was truly, truly a deadline, and uh, I think you used that as leverage for people to make decisions, and no one seemed to make it until you got to the very end. But today with the conversations that are going on and analytically the way players are analyzed, I think clubs are much more prepared to make decisions when and if, you know, those asking prices uh, are met. I do think when it comes down to specific players like a Sonny Gray, for an example, Billy will use his leverage as much as he possibly can to squeeze as many players as he can, you know, prior to making the decision. But I think it comes down to each individual player needs and the relationships each club has with that other GM. As far as interleague, Dan, how has that affected trades? Because, I, I, you know, growing up with baseball, I'm an old cat, and you didn't have all this interleague play. Yeah. And so batters not as uh, up on certain pitchers because they're playing in one league. Has it made it easier now to uh, make trades 
wholesale across all of baseball instead of just intra-league? Yeah, that's a great point and uh, a really good thought on your part. It, it has. Um, you know, years ago, you wondered how a player would adjust to a new league, specifically a hitter, really, when you looked at catching in particular, too. But, you know, nowadays with so many interleague games, it makes it much more uh, open-minded for clubs to deal um, within within the leagues because they see each other so much, whereas before they just didn't do that. So that's a great point right there. Dan, let's set some ground rules for the next five minutes. Uh, no more complimenting Brian that much on a question, okay? <laughs> okay, that'll be it then. Yes. <laughs> Even if he asked hey, you I'm the done. greatest that's questions a, you've heard. That's all I had. <laughs> I can see you guys have some locker room banter going on. <laughs> Only way to do it, Dan. Only way. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we were discussing you, Darvish, a few moments ago. Um, a, should the Rangers want to trade him? And, and B, what do you think ends up being a price tag for a guy like Darvish? I think they'll get, you know, a really good prospect back. You know, he's an interesting guy for me. I'm just curious, you know, not only do you look at a player's ability when you trade him, but also how he's going to adapt quickly uh, to a new environment. So, you know, if you look at a starting pitcher at the trading deadline, they're going to get seven starts in, maybe eight with their new club. If there's an acclimation process of a few starts, you know, within that period of time, you know, you're not going to get that many regular season starts out of a particular player to impact the club. And I have found that certain players take a long time to settle into a new environment. And I'm wondering if he's one of those guys that falls into it. You can already see in his last few starts with the rumors floating around about being traded, he's had a very difficult time maintaining what I call defined focus in his craft, I mean, his stuff's been the same, but his location issues, you know, have been very prevalent. He's made a ton of mistakes, and you can see in my mind that the weight of the trade hanging over him has affected his performance. So you wonder if that will carry forward with him, you know, in his new destination if the Rangers decide ultimately to pull the trigger. Dan O'Dowd, MLB Network resident GM, former MLB Real general manager, not that you're not a real GM for Major League Baseball Network. Joining us here on CBS Sports Radio, Gio and Jones Show. Uh, we were discussing Justin Verlander and a lot of money still left on that contract. So if right. you're entering in a conversation to possibly trade for him, do you suggest to his current employees, hey, we're going to incur a huge amount of money here, and so we're not giving you much back in return as far as prospects. Is that how the conversation would go, or am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I, I'd approach it a different way. Uh, in reality, the Tigers aren't going to move him without getting what I consider to be a you know an impact-type prospect back. Um, probably not a ton more than that. So then it's a matter of how much dollars are they going to eat. The Tigers have to come to the grips with the fact that they've got some commodities that are valuable only if they make those commodities more palatable to the club that they're going to. And, um, it, you know, they need to eat some money. He's got $28 million left uh, a year in addition to the money this year. Over the next two years beyond this year, 18 and 19, they've got to pick up somewhere between 8 and 10 of that per year um, to make that really an attractive piece for a club to trade for at the age that he's at. I believe he's entering his age 35 season. And so, you know, the reality is they're not going to trade Justin Verlander without getting something back that they feel is going to impact their club at some point in time in the future. So then it's a matter of addressing you know, how much money are they willing to take back to do that. The Tigers are the one club for me 
where they've got to decide, are they going to continue to dip their toe into this trading thing? Are they going to truly, truly try to rebuild their organization? And if they do that, they could be a club at this deadline that that um, has an awful lot of assets to move. They've just not shown the inclination to be aggressive um, for me and in, in trying to understand the reality of the situation they're currently in. Dan, what's the one thing the Dodgers and the Astros have to address via trade, either by Monday or, or in August? Well, I mean, the window specifically for the Astros is huge right now. I mean, the Dodgers window is, is you know, obviously big, too. It's just they have the wherewithal long-term, uh, different than any other team in the game, um, to have sustained consistency of success. You know, not that the Astros don't, especially with the, the new you know television deal they signed and, and the market dynamics they're in, but it's just not like L.A., and so, you know, they, I'd love to see the Astros address two things. One, uh, left-handed reliever for their bullpen, and another starting pitcher. Um, you just you never have enough starting pitcher. Even if it looks like you have enough starting pitchers today, and the same with the Dodgers, you don't know the attrition of injuries that are going to take place from post-trading deadline through postseason, and the only chance you get to address it is right now. Dan, I work with uh, Negative Nelly over here, and we were discussing those teams <laughs> you were just talking about, L.A. And, and, and Houston, that are rolling like it's no one's business. Now, if you trade for someone, insert them into that, that dugout, or is there a concern that uh, they could upset the apple cart? You got you know, Part of the trading deadline for me has always been you've got so much talk in the game about uh, statistical analytics. Well, there's a human analytical side of sport, and you guys know that. And so how a player assimilates himself, you know, into that clubhouse, that, those, both those clubhouses, those guys are playing something uh, much bigger than their individual uh, selves. They've accomplished that now. They're, they're focused on the bigger prize. You can see that as they go about playing the game. You've got to add a player that's going to add to the dynamic of that, even if he doesn't, um, even if he's not, you know, a difference maker as it relates to the character of your club. You cannot add anybody in that I call uh, energy vampires. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's going to take away from what you've established now over, over the last four or five months about what you're playing for. So that's imperative at the trading deadline. You add the right type of player. Dan, that was fun. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon, okay, hopefully. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. Dan O'Dad, MLB Network resident GM. Thanks to him and to Phil Savage, Senior Bowl Executive Director, for joining it's us here this morning. Insightful and great point. Yeah, really Boy, salient You really points. know your damn mm. baseball son. Mm. I just came up with that question last night while I was watching the Yankee game. Well, good for you. And, and they were talking about trades. I got to thinking, as much as I despise interleague play, because it's, it's too much. It used to be a novelty when you just have a week or two right. during the summer when that would occur, and now it's throughout the season. As much as I despise that, uh, I felt like it, there was a positive in, in, this, in the, as far as, as trades uh, go. And before we go, we have to clear up a couple of things. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, be uh, quick, because i got to tell you the greatest story All right, you're going to tell me quick. All right. Pick- okay, real? No, no, hold on. i got to give a shout-out to Katie, X-Ray Lenny, our homeboy. He's forcing mm. his wife to listen to the show this morning. So, hi, Katie, and hey, I hate Katie. that your husband is torturing you like that. And additionally, you, you, you posed the question, who overdosed on chocolate-covered almonds and who overdosed on beer? Mm. You folks on Twitter, y'all are so wrong. I don't even drink beer. Mm. I don't like beer. 
I overdosed on chocolate-covered almonds. That's why my <laughs> stomach is fighting back this morning. It's going to be a hell of a yoga class here in a minute. And my man overdosed on beer. Tell the story. So from that to this, uh, picture, if you will, a pristine hotel balcony, man and two women having um, some unclothed fun uh, as one woman is about to uh, reach her peak, so to speak, she falls off said balcony Whoa! and breaks her legs and feet. Oh, oh! Wait, 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 wait. Then her also unclothed friend goes, oh, my God, my friend just fell off the balcony, goes running down to help her and falls and breaks bones in her arms and neck. Huh? And now they are both in the hospital because of the injuries they suffered while doing that with one guy outdoors. Wait, wait, wait. German, I don't know if it's a hotel or an apartment building, but on a balcony. Well, I, I want to get a reservation there. Uh, and so one falls off the balcony. I don't know what they were doing. And the other one runs down the stairs and falls? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Now, uh, was she? did she take time to clothe herself before she no, went down there? No, it's described as two injured naked women. And, and so the dude's like, that's on y'all. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> you just Hi. messed up a good thing, so you call 911 yourself. <laughs> yeah. I bet the 911 wow. would have believed that story more than she believed Pac-Man Jones's car choice that day. Yeah, what, what are you doing us this way? If you like, uh, what's oh. your emergency? Okay, you're gonna have to trust me on this one and send what? an ambulance right away. <laughs> but wow, I've got not one but two women. Man, how do you mess up a good thing like that? I, I well, I just I need to know how this began. That whatever they were doing to get. Woman one there put her in danger of falling off the balcony. Well, sometimes you lose control when you are at your peak. In the throes of passion, but yeah, did you ever... I like that. Uh, fall off a balcony? No, like but it can a, happen. Maybe it's a, a, a loose balcony. You know, maybe a few screws yeah, were no, not it, as tight as they should It was not described as like the gate falling, uh, falling down and she went with it. She like fell mm. over the balcony. Wow. So they were outside. The homeboy was like, hey, my love may hurt, them but it's good. <laughs> uh, that only Geo and Jones could end like that. That's a great story, man. Thanks again to Phil Savage. Hope I don't think about that Dan when I'm in yoga. Dan O'Dowd, me, and BJ back with you on Monday right here on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.